0: Well, good morning, and welcome to Noah's Window. It's great to greet you in a whole new week. You know, in the last few days, I've just been thinking a whole lot about living in the last days, and so all of our Noah's Windows this week are kind of going to kind of focus on that. I mean, some of it will be about prophecy; other parts of it will just be about the the challenges of living in these times. But when we study the Bible, it's very clear, Mary Alice, that it's, that Jesus is coming back soon.
1: Yes.
0: And so uh, I just wanna go to the book of 2 Thessalonians. Recently Mary Austin and I read through this book and I would just point out that both 1st and 2nd Thessalonians have to do with the coming of the Lord and the last days. In fact, uh, the most definitive uh, scripture on the raptures in 1st Thessalonians chapter four but now I'm moved into 2 Thessalonians chapter two. And the reason why these books are devoted to this question is I guess the Thessalonian believers were struggling. Like we talked about last week, there were false teachers that came in and taught things that were not true. Last week, we talked about how that uh, that was true about salvation in the book of Galatians. But in First in and Second Thessalonians, there were teachers who had taught that it just taught that perhaps the last days had already happened and maybe the resurrection had already happened, maybe the coming of the Lord had already happened. And so Paul is straightening them out on this on this question. So I wanna pick it up in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, he said, don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say the day of the Lord has already begun. That would be referencing the tribulation period. Don't believe them, even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, a revelation or a letter supposedly from us, don't be fooled by what they say for that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed." So Mary Alice, what the Bible is saying here is that the tribulation is not going to happen until first there is going to be, well, the the word that a lot of people would use, a great apostasy, the old translation said falling away. So evidently, right before Jesus comes and before the tribulation begins, before the Antichrist begins, there's going to be a wholesale departing from faith in God.
1: Which aren't we seeing that today in in, the, in America for sure? But
0: Well, what troubles me is we're okay. seeing it in the American church. Yes. Because there are so many preachers that um, are not preaching the truth, or maybe they may claim to believe the truth, but they're scared to preach it. And mm-hmm. so as a result, you're just seeing Christians... Or at least people who claim to be Christians, walking away from clear-cut biblical teaching about things that matter the most.
1: And that reminds me too, as we've been reading both here and in the Old Testament, that um, people tend to follow their leaders and the grave responsibility that leaders have to continue to preach the truth. But what we're seeing is, as you were mentioning, a lot of leaders deconstructing Mm -hmm. or walking away from their faith or teaching something that's some kind of a hybrid. It's hard to even understand. Well,
0: that word deconstructing is a popular word now i mean obviously it's got a broader context but in in terms of uh faith you know it seems like all, almost uh, every week i'll open up a christian publication i'll find out this christian music artist is deconstructing no longer believes in god or no longer believes in jesus christ as the way to heaven uh, but we shouldn't be surprised by that because the bible tells us that's going to intensify right before jesus comes
1: back so we're seeing a fulfillment of the prophecy
0: yeah and That's why I wanted to pick the theme for this week of living in the last days, because we are are challenged in these days to stand true to the word of God and true to the beliefs that the Bible gives us in the face of the fact that a lot of Christians, a lot of Christian leaders so-called are walking away. Well, let me just pick this up again. Paul says, "Don't, don't believe that the tribulation has come yet. It won't happen until there's a great apostasy, a great rebellion against God. And then the man of lawlessness is revealed. That's a term that references the Antichrist, the one who brings destruction. And then it goes on to explain a little bit more about what he's going to do. But here's where I want to go with today's Noah's Wind and Mary. In verse 5, it says, Don't you remember, Paul said, that I told you all about this when I was with you? And you know what is holding him back, for he can only be revealed when his time comes. For this lawlessness is already at work secretly. And it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed. And then it goes on to say that Jesus will deal with him. And that's at Armageddon, you know, when, when uh, the Lord comes back. And of course, he will destroy the Antichrist. But uh, there are two things that stand out to me because there's, there's, there's two characters in this in this drama that's playing out in the last days. First of all, there is the one who is holding the Antichrist back Mm -hmm. and holding the tribulation back, and that person is the Holy Spirit, right? Right. So as long as the Holy Spirit is holding him back, he can't take the scene. But we're not going to be here after the Holy Spirit quits holding him back.
1: You're you're going right where I was thinking, and I know you're probably thinking too, is The reason the Holy Spirit is here holding him back is because he indwells us. Right. And when we're gone, he won't be here. That's right. To restrain anymore.
0: That's right. And so really, although the Holy Spirit is the one who is actually holding him back, the Holy Spirit is the administrator of the church. And so Mm -hmm. consequently, as long as the church is here, then the tribulation cannot begin because the Antichrist can't come to power.
1: And I think this really elevates our purpose in this time, in this place as the church in yeah. this hour. And uh, I hope we all feel that. You know, um, th- it's um, what the Holy Spirit is doing through the church and through us that compose the church uh, is very important. And And although we're seen very often as a thorn in the side of the culture, really, they don't realize it, but, but the Holy Spirit working in and through us is doing them a favor because he's restraining.
0: That's right. Well, the other character, <clears throat> of course, is the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we, we overemphasize the person of the Antichrist and not what John in 1 in John calls the spirit of Antichrist. Because listen to what the Bible says here. This lawlessness is already at work secretly and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. So, so consequently, what we read from this is that the spirit of Antichrist, as John calls it, is already at work in our world, but we see it growing and proliferating.
1: I'm intrigued with the the concept here of it being secretly because in our age it doesn't seem to be very secret, in the sense that the the Satan and his agenda seems to be bolder and and uh, just more in our face than ever before.
0: Well, I think what the Bible means by secret here is that people don't attach it yet to the person of Antichrist mm-hmm. as it being his agenda. But you are correct. I mean, it's very obvious. But I mean, when we look at the things that we're looking at in America today, we, we, we couldn't have imagined these things 20 years no, ago even. I mean, no. if you look at you know, the gender issue, I mean, you and I were just talking to a New Spring uh, couple who were talking about their girl going to a party and another girl coming up to her. And
1: We're talking a young child, like eight years old. And
0: saying, you know, you can be a boy. Yeah. And so, I mean, all this stuff is just so bizarre and insane but it all goes back to what the Bible says. This no, is part of the last section. Another
1: thing that keeps coming back to me, and I guess I keep thinking about a song, but um, we've heard the references over and over that another sign is violence filling our land. Mm-hmm. And, and and the Lord tells us that's coming too. And I could never have imagined the violence that we currently have in our culture. It's you know, just unimaginable.
0: It's just it's terrible. I mean, right before we began, I was just reading a news article about an elderly person was beaten and dragged in new york city just because of a robbery but that happens every day pretty Mm -hmm. much we were just seeing that and the bible talks about in the last days people being without feeling right you know because there was a time when there was i mean even criminals had some sense of uh of the value of life there is no not not today but i mean yeah i mean i was just i was thinking when i was in greek in college Looking at the word without feeling is just one word. It means the inability to even emote or, or feel, and that's part of our time.
1: And we're seeing that. That is so obvious. There is a desensitized, whatever that word is, people are desensitized.
0: You know, it's bad enough now, but imagine what the world's going to be like five minutes after the oh. rapture when all the people who have faith in Jesus Christ and of course, that restraining effect of the Holy Spirit is taken out of the way. No wonder those seven years are going to be worse I mean, than the, the world's worst. ever known. Well, I, I, I don't want to leave this on a negative note. I mean, because as long as we have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit lives inside. The Antichrist is not going to come to power. The regime is not going to begin. But we are watching. We're watching it get closer and closer. So what I always try to remind myself when I watch these things uh, that are so evil and, and so ungodly proliferate, while I wanna do everything I can to stem that tie, I wanna remember that all it tells me is that the coming of Jesus is getting closer and closer and closer. And when we were kids, the preachers used to preach, you know, every day you ought to look for Jesus to come. Well, if that was true in the 70s, it's really true today because Jesus could come at any time. Well, we're gonna pick this up tomorrow and talk again about living in the last days. But if you're interested in looking at this chapter, this whole chapter is very interesting. Uh, it's Second Thessalonians chapter two, and there's a lot in here about the Antichrist and the Holy Spirit holding him back. And uh, you know, I think sometimes we'll, we'll, before we pray, I think we make the mistake of we try to get tangled up in the details, like who the Antichrist is. Mm. Well, I don't know, and I'm not going to know. And it doesn't really matter. It, it doesn't matter. It's the spirit <laughs> of lawlessness. It's Satan's agenda. But the important thing is that Jesus is going to win. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there was a handyman who clearly didn't have a great education, and he was—he was, uh, he was uh, just a janitor. I, I was janitor, I guess, and and someone came to him and they saw him reading a Bible, and. Uh, was kind of making fun of the fact that he might not have the best education in the world and, and asked him, you know, do you understand that book? He said, yeah, I do. He said, well, tell me what that book means. He said, Jesus wins, you know, yes, so right. he had a great education. <laughs> He's right. a brilliant man. Pray for us, Mary Alice.
1: Yes, that's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you have chosen us to be here at this time and in this place. And I pray that you just help us father to be faithful, help us to be faithful, to stand firm for you, to teach our children and our grandchildren who you are, and um, to, to see many come to know you as we continue to teach truth. And I just pray that you would uh, just help us to be faithful in this hour. Give us peace and comfort knowing that uh, we are here for that reason and that we don't need to be fearful. And I pray that you just give us courage and strength each and every day. Thank you for the promise of your coming. We're so looking forward to that time when Jesus sits on the throne and what a wonderful time that will be. Help us to be faithful right now, even today. Father. As we see um, more people brought into your family and we'll just give you the honor and the praise. As we think about all the people that are watching or listening to Noah's window today, I pray that you just be with them. I, I know so many are facing difficulties and perplexing situations and challenges in their health and in their finances and Father, I just pray that you would draw each and every one close to you. May they know your presence. May they feel your comfort. May they know your wisdom as they make decisions. Thank you, Father, that you know the future, even though we don't. And I just pray that you would bring a special blessing on each and every one and each and every family. We'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for that. And all these things, Father, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Wind. I hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: God bless. See you soon. I'm